0: Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a Supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 19, called Folsom Prison Blues. I love that song, by the way. I don't think I know that song. You have to play it for me when we're done with this. Okay. Okay, so we start at Green River uh, County Detention Center. There's a couple of construction workers working on a closed cell block. It looks like maybe there was a fire there. The two guys crowbar open a solitary confinement cell, and it's dreary as fuck in there.
1: Like, why would, in a jail, why would they need to be opening a welded shut door? Like, they're working on that with fire, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for real.
0: So it suddenly gets so cold that their breath is steaming. One dude says, hey, can you feel that man? Then a waft of wind goes past them and down the hall. We cut to inside one of the prison cells. There's a guy named Randall on a bunk bed reading a book. Then the lights start to flicker and the clock stops ticking. Something, we don't see what exactly, whooshes past the cell door and he starts yelling at the mon- monitor. <laughs> monitoring camera in the hallway to get the guard's attention. So inside the security room, there's a guard eating a sandwich. He notices the feed from Randall's camera is flickering and staticky. He can hear Randall yelling. He says into his walkie, going down to B Block, Randall again. (laughs) We cut back to Randall, still yelling for the guard. Another prisoner yells, shut up, old man. I'm trying to sleep. Randall says to another inmate, you telling me you didn't see that? What <laughs> I'm just laughing at my own notes. My poor handwriting. He says, um, "What are you blind?" Then the security guard is there, and he sm- <laughs> <laughs> he, he smashes. He, he smalls. He smacks. That sounds right. He smacks the cell bars with his mini baton. (laughs) He says, Randall, cool it. Wow, this is going just fucking fantastic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just
1: splendid. I'm just going to
0: take a deep breath. (laughs) Take a drink of my alcohol. Okay. (laughs) And continue. (laughs) All right. Randall says, cool it my ass, man. There's somebody out there. The guard says, Randall, turn out your light and go to sleep. I'm not going to say it again. Another prisoner yells, Yeah, Randall, shut up! (laughs) So he gets back in his bed, and he turns his light off. The guard starts walking away and says into his walkie, Lights out, B block. And they all get turned off. Um, As he's walking in the dark, we see something following him very closely. He turns around, but nothing's there. He walks to the gate, which is open, and pauses again because his breath starts to steam. Suddenly, the door gate closes right on his arm, and he's stuck. He looks down the hallway and starts screaming, No! Over and over again, and then we get our opening title sequence.
1: Betty believes him now. Also, like, why would you stand in the middle of a door frame if you're something's creepy? Like, if a door is gonna slam shut, you're gonna be in the way. Yeah, like, stand where nothing can hit you. Exactly,
0: (laughs) that that is not the place to pause. No,
1: in the middle of something that could kill you. Yeah, whatever.
0: So we cut to three months later. We're at the Arkansas Museum of Anthropology in Little Rock, Arkansas. Sam and Dean are sneaking around with flashlights. Sam says, I hate this plan, Dean. Dean says, yeah, I got that the first ten times I heard it. So they're about to steal some artifacts when the police show up and arrest them. We cut to Sam getting his mugshot done. He looks incredibly embarrassed. <laughs> then Dean does his. He says, I call this one blue steel. And he does the duck face. <laughs> yeah. He's totally Zoolander. It. Yeah. I love it.
1: Is it that's like i laughed so hard and i've seen that so many times that's like a lot of clips from supernatural oh or yeah that, you know like the funny like gifs or like the small short videos or whatever mm-hmm. like it's always him <laughs> i call this look blue steel you know? yeah. <laughs> like, ah, and it gets me every time i
0: love it <laughs> so the guy taking the shots tells him he's done and Dean asks wait who looks better me or nick nolte the picture guy says shut up (laughs) so we cut to Dean in an interrogation room Agent Hendrickson from the episode Night Shifter walks in with another agent Dean says well it's about time I'll have a cheeseburger extra onions Hendrickson says you think you're funny Dean says, I think I'm adorable.
1: Yes, you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hendrickson says, "Uh, it's a pleasure to finally meet you in person, Dean. I'm Special Agent Victor Hendrickson. This is my partner, Special Agent Reedy. Dean says, Hendrickson, not the Milwaukee Agent Hendrickson. Hendrickson says, live and in person. He holds out a picture of Dean taken from the security camera at the museum and says, nice shot. You could hang that in your cell at Supermax. Mm -hmm. Dean says, all right, maybe we can just forget the cheeseburgers. Hendrickson says, oh, yeah, keep that game face on. Try and cover up how cornered you are. Then to his partner, he says, read him the charges. Agent Reedy says, you got mail fraud, credit card fraud, grave desecration. Hendrickson says, skip to the good ones. Reedy says, armed robbery, kidnapping, and, oh, three counts of first-degree murder. Hendrickson says, and after Milwaukee, your brother is now a suspect in a murder case himself. I'd say for you two, screwed to hell is a major understatement. Dean says, well, where there's life, there's hope, huh? <laughs> Hendrickson says, see, that's what I kept thinking as I was searching for your asses all over hell and gone. Your dad taught you well, the way you cover your tracks, and after Milwaukee, the way you guys vanished. Hmm. <laughs> The way you guys vanished. <laughs> near went nuts trying to find you. Ask him. Reedy says, he near, <laughs> he near went nuts.
1: He near went nuts. He near went nuts. <laughs> Hendrickson
0: says, and after all of that, you get tripped up on a motion detector. Pretty Ricky move. Gotta say, I was surprised. Pretty Ricky move. <laughs> Did I say Ricky? <laughs> Pre- <laughs> Who's Ricky? Pretty, Pretty r- Ricky. What? Pretty Ricky. Isn't that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. I'm gonna look it up right okay. now. I meant to say pretty, sure it is. pretty rookie, but I I don't know who pretty Ricky is. I thought you were going for pretty risky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was trying to say rookie. Uh, I feel like, ladies pretty- and gentlemen, we've been drinking. It's a hip hop group. Oh, pretty Ricky. <laughs> I like that name.
1: Yeah. I asked him to say, I know my mom has said that name before. Like I know she said
0: it. I don't know. What Your mom knows like hip hop groups apparently
1: okay (laughs) Is this surprising
0: to you as it is i don't
1: know what's happening like is there some sort of like glitch in the matrix right now i don't know that's okay anyways (laughs) okay so
0: a woman walks in the door and says dean winchester dean says in the flesh hendrickson says and you are she says mara daniels public defender's office i've been assigned you and your brother's case hendrickson says well we're not quite done here Mara says, uh, yeah, you are. And if you don't mind, I would like to meet with my clients privately. So we cut to Mara alone with Sam and Dean. She says, unfortunately, your arraignment on the breaking and entering charges won't be until Tuesday. Dean says, and they'll keep us in the county jail? She says, that's right. Sam says, Green River County Detention Center. She says, yes. And considering the charges you're facing, no judge in his right mind is going to grant you bail. Dean says, yeah, we figured that. She says extradition papers have already been filed from five different states, Missouri and Wisconsin being the biggest concern, the bank robbery and the murder wraps. Sam asks, how long can we stall extradition? She says a week, maybe less. So we cut to Sam and Dean getting off a transport bus with their wrists and ankles chained together. I almost said drain together. (laughs) That is going well. (laughs) That's how good my handwriting is. So they walked by the fence. uh, They walk by the fence outside. The fence. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, don't pause it. I can do this. They walk by the fenced outside area where a bunch of prisoners are. And they, uh, (laughs) they all go up to the fence and start whistling at Sam and Dean.
1: And I, I mean, mean they are pretty. I mean, i
0: was just gonna say. I mean, who wouldn't
1: do that? <laughs> like, no matter who you are, if you see something like that, you're gonna whistle. <laughs> that was my best effort.
0: You like your lips? <laughs> Good one.
1: I had to. My lips are a little bit chapped, and I feel like if I would have tried without licking my lips, it would not have worked. <laughs> I was just be like,
0: <laughs> just a raspy asshole. <laughs>
1: farts with you
0: <laughs> I think so yes. my
1: friend who did the old man farts she was lactose intolerant and we would go out for frozen yogurt and she could never I mean she like would never get the dairy-free stuff so like the second we got into the car like 20 minutes after eating our bro-yo he just said there's like and <gasps> you <know>? oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like dude you have old man farts <laughs> like, <what is> <laughs> and we'd all be in the car like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> roll down the window oh god yeah it was it was mm. that just reminded me of
0: that uh, anyways <sighs> Okay, but I, I apologize for my comment. <laughs> it's fine. So one of the prisoners even says, you're mine, baby. <laughs> Dean says, don't worry, Sam. I promise I won't trade you for smokes. <laughs> Dean walks into a cell with another prisoner and says, I call top bunk. But the other dude makes a yeah, right face and puts his own stuff on the top bunk.
1: And Sam's just like. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Dean's like,
0: okay then. So Sam walks into his new cell and nods at the other dude in there, but the guy stands up and he's bigger and taller than Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam looks intimidated. <laughs> so we cut to a bunch of the prisoners lined up to be metal detected. Dean says to Sam, "My roommate doesn't say much. How's yours?" Sam says, "He just keeps staring at me <gasps> in a way that makes me really uneasy." <laughs> <laughs> he's says, too pretty. I know. He That's is. why. <laughs> It's that luxurious hair. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Dean says, sounds like you're making new friends. Sam says, Dean, this is, without a doubt, the dumbest, craziest thing we've ever done. And that's in a long-storied career of dumb and crazy. <laughs> Dean says, calm down. It's all part of the plan. Sam says, oh, really? So Hendrickson showing up was part of the plan. Dean says, yeah, that guy moves a little faster than I thought. Look, all we got to do is find this ghost... Put the sucker down, and then grab yourselves a couple of those teardrop tattoos.
1: Okay, I could not handle Dean with teardrop tattoos. Like it would just be wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Like, agreed. You're so pretty. Why put that on your face? Mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, yeah. No. <laughs> so Sam says that's not funny, Dean. What about this escape plan? Dean says it's a hundred percent sure thing. I wouldn't have gone in if it wasn't. I mean, come on, man. This place has all the signs of a haunting. Innocent people are dead. Four so far. Sam says, yeah, innocent. Mm -hmm. Dean says, what are you from, Texas all of a sudden? Just because these people are in jail doesn't mean they deserve to die. And if we don't. (laughs) I know. Yeah, they are actually both from Texas. So uh, if we don't stop this thing, people are going to continue to die. We do the job wherever it takes us. Sam says, look, Dean, just be straight with me, all right? You're doing this for Deacon? We barely even know the guy. Dean says, we know he was in the Corps with Dad. We know he saved Dad's life. We know that we owe him. Sam says, yeah, all right, but don't you think he's asking a little much? Dean says, doesn't matter. We may not be saints, but we're loyal and we pay our debt. Now that means something to me, and it ought to you. I'm not thrilled about this either, but Deacon asked us to hunt this thing down. That sounded weird. Dean Dean, Dean can ask us to hunt this thing down. That's exactly what we're going to do. So we cut to Sam and Dean eating in the cafeteria. Sam says, all right, so let's go over this, Dean. Spirit suspect number one is Mark Moody, right? Dean says, yeah, psycho killer extraordinaire. Satanism, ritual murder, died in jail. Sam asks if Dean's sure it was him, and Dean says he's pretty sure. Sam's like, I'm going to need a little bit better than pretty sure. (laughs)
1: Considering I'm in jail right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Dean says really pretty sure Mm -hmm. moody died of a heart attack which is exactly what all the victims in here are dying of okay he died in the old cell block which they closed right after he croaked about 30 years ago they just opened that back up that's when the killing started sam says so you think his spirit was released somehow but what if he was already cremated dean says i'm guessing there's something in the old block that belongs to him that's keeping him around whatever it is we got to find it and you know the rest so Dean and Sam get up to walk away and Sam accidentally bumps shoulders with another prisoner. Sam says he's sorry and the dude says, "Watch where you're going." Dean comes up and says, "He said he was sorry." Dude says, "You talking to me?" Dean says to Sam, "Oh great, another guy who's seen taxi driver one too many times," <laughs> which is not a movie I've seen.
1: I all I know is like the are you talking to me? Are you yeah, talking yeah. to me? You know, like And mostly I know that because of Lion King, actually. (laughs) Are you talking to me? They call me Mr. Pig. (laughs) 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 That's where I know that from, but I'm sure they probably got it from. Yes,
0: that's hilarious.
1: Anyways.
0: (laughs) So then to the dude, Dean says, yeah, I'm talking to you. Trust me, let it go. The guy turns around to walk away, and Dean says to Sam, See, that's how you got to talk to these guys. Instant respect. (laughs) Then we see that the dude told a friend who is a very big man. And that big man, his name in the show is Tiny. But in real life, his name is Cliff. And he is Jared and Jensen's bodyguard. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Cliff. He, like, comes to the conventions. And yeah, that's his bodyguard. I've never seen him. Really? It's like like Cliff Flosterman or something. I follow him on Instagram. Huh, yeah, he is the guy who just got married. Who Dean did that speech, marriage <laughs> Oh, or. really? That was yeah, him, yeah. That's him.
1: Okay, I gotta say, that was like the best thing I've seen in a long time is Dean do that and like the spit that or er, Dean Jensen doing
0: that, yeah. like, and the
1: spit that comes out of his mouth when he's trying to, yeah, like, he
0: went all in. That was impressive, <laughs> like,
1: high squeaky voice, too. Mowedge, yeah, we are together, together. Today. Today. <laughs> <laughs> It was brilliant, it was great, yeah. <laughs>
0: so they walk up to sam and dean and dean and the original dude start fighting dean knocks him onto the ground and a guard comes over and shouts that's enough on your feet lucas lucas says yes sir then the guard pulls out his baton and puts it under dean's chin he says what's your name dean says winchester the boss guy says well winchester not a good start solitary you too lucas lucas says yes sir Some guards grab Dean and Lucas and start forcing them away. And Dean says to Sam, are we having fun yet? (laughs) Then Sam looks at the big guy uh, Lucas was talking to. His name is Tiny. Tiny points at Sam and then does the neck cutting gesture. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's a great start. (laughs) So we cut to solitary confinement. Dean is sitting alone in a cell. He says very loudly, I wish I had a baseball. Lucas is sitting in another cell and says, what? Dean says, I wish I had a baseball, like Steve McQueen. Lucas says, yeah, well, I wish I had a bat so I could bash your freaking head in. That
1: <laughs> went downhill fast.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Dean says, okay, so much for the bonding and solitary moment. Mm. Then the lights start to flicker, and Dean can see his own breath. Dean looks out his door hole and sees... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that, was, that just sounded too funny. I giggled when I wrote it. <laughs> Dean looks at his door hole. I mean, I
0: suppose we could say, like, window.
1: <laughs> door? Slot? I don't know. Mail uh, slot? <laughs>
0: I like door hole.
1: I do like door hole.
0: <laughs> so <It> Dean... just <laughs> <laughs> The
1: thing that's in the back of my mind going, Dill hole!
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if he looks out his door hole and sees the clock in the hall has stopped at 822 he yells, Lucas, listen to me. Stay very still. Lucas looks out his door hole and starts <laughs> hearing whispers. <laughs> then a face pops into sight. It's unnaturally white. You would even say supernatural. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With creepy red eyes. Lucas- Not going to lie, I jumped so high. I did, too. It was super creepy. All you really see are the eyes. You don't see, like, yeah. hair or anything like yeah, that. And, like,
1: all of a sudden, just, like, nothing and then eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Ugh.
0: <laughs> so Lucas backs away, but then the spirit is in a cell with him. We don't get to see exactly what it's doing to him, but all his face veins start turning black and bulging, and he screams. Look,
1: It reminds me of something later on. Okay. Like the black veins.
0: Oh, yeah, it does a little bit. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So we cut to Hendrickson at the local police station. Mara, the lawyer, walks in and asks if she can have a word. He agrees. She says, I've been going through the Winchester charges and I gotta say, there are some weird inconsistencies. Hendrickson says welcome to my world (laughs) she says I talked to a cop in Baltimore who swears up and down these boys saved her life and helped her catch a killer and there's a witness to your bank robbery in Milwaukee she swears Sam and Dean saved her life Hendrickson says saved her from what Mara says she was a little unclear about that Hendrickson says that's because she's nuts look I was in Milwaukee I spoke to her I spoke to all the witnesses all I know is whatever the wherever these guys go people die it's that simple she says, I don't know that it is. They just don't seem cut and dry guilty to me. I think there's more to this. Hendrickson says, like what? She says, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. It's just strange. Hendrickson says, strange? Yeah. Okay. Grown ups are trying to get some work done in here. So if you don't mind, asshole, super asshole. So we cut to Sam and Randall um, and the prisoner, who is the prisoner from the beginning of the episode, uh, mopping a floor. Sam says, how you doing? Randall says I'm 54 years old mopping the floor of a crapper with bars on the window how do you think I'm doing (laughs) Sam says "All right, bad icebreaker they introduce themselves and Sam says hey weren't you there the night that guard died what happened Randall says they say the stress of the job got him (laughs) Sam says yeah what do you say Randall says why you inside kid Sam says cause I got an idiot for a brother (laughs) Randall says that'll do it Uh, this place ain't so bad compared to the old cell block It's the damn Hilton. Sam asks, you spent time in the old cell block? Randall says, oh yeah, I was a regular customer. Sam says, didn't they have Mark Moody there for a while? Randall says, he was there. You know, I was there too that night that lunatic bought it. Sam says, it was a heart attack, right? Randall says, sure. His heart stopped right after the guard stopped using his head for a batting practice. Next morning, I was in a cell mopping up all that blood. What a mess. Sam says, wait, so he was beaten and nobody reported it? Randall says, you keep your mouth shut unless you wanted to die from the same heart attack, you know? Sam says, Randall, exactly how much blood was in there? Then we cut to Dean playing cards and betting with cigarettes. <laughs> he wins the match, and Sam sits down with him. Dean says, it's like picking low-hanging fruit.
1: Well, it's funny, though, because they, like, hustle card games, you know, to yeah. get a lot of money. So it's like, he's like, I'm just gonna, you know, make and some He's extra. got
0: just, like, a shit ton of cigarettes. <laughs> sam says you don't even smoke dean says are you kidding me this is the currency of the realm sam says he's got a good lead on moody dean says yeah me too his spirit paid a little visit last night the clock stopped the flickering lights cold spot i mean he did everything but yell boo he walked right by me he wasn't lucas wasn't so lucky i mean the way he was screaming the guy was a jerk but he didn't deserve to go like that what did you find out about moody Sam says, I think I knew where we might find his remains, blood in his old cell. Dean says, blood? I thought it was a heart attack. Sam says, it was, after the guards worked him over. I mean, apparently there was so much blood in there, they had trouble mopping it out. Dean asks, how are we going to get in? Sam says, I got a plan. (laughs) Dean says, that's the Sammy I know. Come Mm -hmm. on, man. You're like Clint Eastwood in Escape from Alcatraz. Which again is not a movie I've seen.
1: I haven't seen that one either.
0: <clears throat> Sam says the problem is even if we do find something, how are we going to burn it? We don't have any accelerant. Dean says it's a good thing I'm like James Garner from The Great Escape. <clears throat> again, not a movie I've seen. <laughs> not that- <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. I think honestly, like Dean is enjoying jail way too much. He
0: He's like totally trying is. to live up
1: to all the stereotypes. You yeah.
0: Know? <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Dean in line to get some food. Dean says, "You sure about this?" Sam says, pretty sure. Dean says, yeah, well, considering our circumstances, I'd like a little better than pretty sure. Sam says, okay, really pretty sure. (laughs) Dean walks up to a table where Tiny is sitting alone. Dean says, save room for dessert, Tiny. Hey, I wanted to ask you because I really couldn't help but notice that you're over two tons of fun. Just curious, is it like a thyroid thing or is there some deep-seated self-esteem issue? Because, you know, they're just donuts. They're not love. (laughs) Tiny smiles and then punches Dean in the face. <laughs> Dean gets in a couple punches, but it doesn't affect Tiny at all.
1: He's the- like, why is this not working? <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. The guards try to break up the fight, and while they're distracted, Sam goes into the kitchen. He grabs a salt shaker and then climbs into a vent. Back with Dean, the head guard says to him, if we waited any longer, you'd be dead. Dean said, you waited long enough. <laughs> the guard hits him with t- a. <laughs> The guard hits him with his baton and says, do yourself a favor. Don't talk. Mm-hmm. We cut to Sammy inside the old, cell- the old cell block. He finds Moody's old cell, and there is a nasty-ass mattress on the floor with a bunch of old blood on it. Huh. So gross. Mm-hmm. Sam pulls out the salt shaker and a tiny packet of something flammable, mm-hmm. sprinkles the mattress with both, and then lights it on fire.
1: Did... I wonder. I have no well, was idea. Was that the tiny packet? Was that the salt? or was No, because no, he had a salt he... shaker, so yeah. it was a
0: tiny packet of, I don't know what it could be.
1: What would they have in a jail in tiny packets that could, like, be fire? Be, yeah. Oh,
0: my brain went to hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't think that's right. <laughs> probably not.
1: Well, folks, if you know what that tiny packet was, please let us know because yes. this is probably going to kill us. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it probably wasn't hot sauce. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so we cut to dean and tiny in cells in the infirmary there's a sheet between the two cells so we can only see tiny's silhouette dean says hey tiny sorry about the things i was saying earlier i can't really tell you why but i had to get you angry so anyway sorry tiny says it's okay truth is i have low self-esteem issues my old man treated me and my brother like crap right up till the day he died dean asks how he died tiny says my brother shot him then dean notices a scary ass woman spirit with red eyes staring at him dean says oh crap Mm -hmm. he tries to grab the salt shaker off his food tray uh, but the spirit mind slams dean against the cell bars dean falls onto the floor and the ghost puts her hand over his heart dean manages to get some salt on her and she disappears then we hear tiny screaming so we cut to sam and dean in the outside area sam says wait so you're telling me it wasn't moody Dean says, not unless he liked going around dressed like a nurse. (laughs) Poor tiny. Poor giant tiny. (laughs) Sam says, wait, so this is the ghost of some nurse who worked here or something. Dean says, I don't know, man, I guess. Sam says, you know what, Dean? At this point, I don't know, I guess, isn't really working for me. See, uh, I thought we were done. I called Deacon. It's happening. We're getting out tonight. Dean says, I guess we got to do some quick research then. Sam says, how? I mean, if you haven't noticed, we're in jail so we cut to sam and dean talking to randall randall says so you want to know about some nurse why do you want to know dean says we have our reasons but we'll make it worth your while and he holds up a pack of cigarettes dean says so this nurse she would have had white hair one screwed up eye uh is that ringing a bell randall says yeah i remember her dean asks if he remembers her name randall says no that's still kind of fuzzy so dean (laughs) gives him another pack of cigarettes Randall says Glockner, Nurse Glockner, nasty old bitch, worked in here in the 70s. I met her once, had to get a tetanus shot. She damn near jabbed the needle through the other side of my arm. At least I got out of there alive. Mm. There were those stories. I don't know if they were true. Cons love to talk, but we're all liars. (laughs) Dean asks, what kind of stories? And Randall says, guys would go up to the infirmary infirmary with a cold. Um, Next thing you know, they were in the body bags. A whole rash of heart attacks. Young guys, old guys. Story was Glockner had it out for Cons, and she did this Charles Bronson thing with a hypodermic. I don't know who Charles Bronson is. Do you?
1: Um, I know the name. I feel like. Oh, you know, I know, I know. Google I've it. Heard- Okay. No, okay, I was going to say, I know I've heard of it, and I'm sure that, like, once I read something about it, I'll be like, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, but Charles Bronson.
1: Charles
0: Bronson.
1: Nope, not the actor, the criminal. Come on.
0: Uh, I mean, are they the same person?
1: Uh, probably not. I mean, <laughs> you know. Um... Uh, a most Violent Prisoner in Britain. Oh. Um, let's see. High Security Psychiatric Hospitals. Mm. Let's see. Convictions, <clears throat> armed robbery, wounding, wounding with intent, criminal damage, grievous bodily harm, false imprisonment, Us. blackmail, threatening to kill. So... I mean, maybe
0: sounds like he was pretty into torture.
1: And so, you know, needles and yeah,
0: whatnot. You know. Okay. So Randall says, anyway, that was the rumor. Nobody ever proved anything. Dean asks what happened to Glockner, and Randall says, I don't know. I finished my bid and left. Next time I landed back here, she was gone. So we cut to Sam and Dean sitting in the cafeteria. Sam says, okay, so let's say those stories on Glockner were true. Dean says, it's a thought, you know, in life, she's a vigilante and death. Same thing. Sam says, right. But then how is she tied to the old cell block? And if she's going after cons, why kill that one guard? Dean says, well, I did hear in the yard that that guard wasn't exactly squeaky clean. So maybe she's going after anyone that breaks the law like me. Sam says, you heard in the yard. Dean says, does it bother you at all how easily? No, it doesn't sound right. (laughs) Sam says, you heard in the yard. Dean, does it bother you at all how easily you seem to fit in here?
1: (laughs) He loves it, though, too. Like, he's trying to fit in. It's not even like he's, I mean, he's, like, going out of his way to, like, be chummy with the inmates. Right.
0: (laughs) Dean says, no, not really. Sam says, all right, well, listen, either way, we need more info on Glockner. If she's buried, if so, where? We got five hours to get it. No, no, don't give me that look. That we got to see this thing through look. We're leaving tonight, no matter what. Dean says, I just don't want to let Deacon down. That's all. I mean, we do owe him. Sam says, Yeah, but we don't owe him our lives, Dean. Dean gets up and says he's going to talk to their lawyer. So we cut to Dean and Mara talking to each other by phones through a glass window. Mara says, You want me to what? <laughs> Dean says, her name was Glockner, okay? She worked here as a nurse in the 70s. Now, I need you to find out everything you can about her, but most importantly, how she died and where she's buried. She says, are you nuts? Do you have any idea what kind of trouble you're in here? Dean says, I have a vague notion. She says, good, so let's forget about some random nurse and talk about your case. Dean says, I get that you're trying to help me, okay? I do, but believe me when I say that this is the best way that you can help she says really how explain that to me dean says i wish i could but i can't i'm just gonna have to ask you to trust me on this she says why should i hendrickson says you're a monster dean says i'm a monster well he's wrong okay i'm not what they say i am mara says everybody says that dean says look if you're as smart as a pd as i think you are then you can tell with just one look whether or not your clients are guilty just like that so i want you to look at me really look And you tell me, am I guilty?
1: (laughs) I could look at him (laughs) and just look at him. (laughs) And I don't think I would find him guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're suspected of murder? Nah, you're too pretty for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He says, we're not the bad guys. So we cut to Dean meeting Sam outside in the yard. Sam asks if Mara went for it. Dean says, no, not so much, but maybe she'll still come around. Sam says, well, we can't wait around to find out. Dean says, we could give it another day. Sam says, no, we're leaving tonight, and that's it. Dean says, so we're not going to finish the job? We're just going to let these people die? Sam says, don't give me that, all right? This was your stupid plan, and I went along with it. But we're sticking to the plan, Dean. Dean says, okay, you leave. I'm going to stay. Then he starts to walk away. Sam says, hey, don't turn away from me. (laughs) Dean says, screw you. Sam says, what? Screw you. Then Dean pushes Sam. The guards break it up, and the head guard says to Dean, all right, hard case, I see the usual methods aren't going to work with you. He says to Sam, you too, sweetheart. (laughs) One guard walks him into a room, and the boss guard tells him to leave. He says, I want to handle this alone. So the other guard leaves. The head guard starts laughing. Dean says, Deacon, you are beating the holy hell out of me, man deacon says sorry dean i thought i was going easy on you just trying to make it look real (laughs) dean says yeah well mission accomplished deacon says so is it over sam says no it turns out it wasn't moody we think it's some nurse who used to work here but we're still shy on all the intel we need dean says which is why we should stick around until we find it sam says to dean you want to have this fight for real we gotta go now we're leaving dean otherwise we'll be leaving in shackles for milwaukee with Hendricks and his company deacon says guys your lawyer left this for you and he hands them an envelope dean chuckles and says would you look at that man i am freaking velvety smooth oh please i mean
1: really oh please but still yes yes
0: (laughs) sam says you maybe want to open it after you're done petting yourself petting yourself
1: after
0: you're done petting yourself hold on <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> I didn't realize it was that kind of show <laughs> okay oh man oh Jesus okay Sam says you want to maybe open it after you're done patting yourself on the back <laughs> 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 I don't want I to how we are. Opens it and reads it. He says, Glockner died in the old cell block right after Moody bit it. Seemed they had a little inmate uprising. She got caught in the middle. They dragged her to a solitary cell, and gave her severe cerebral edema. Sam says, Someone bashed her head in. Does it say where she's buried? Dean says, Yep. Deacon says, All right, let's get you the hell out of here. Dean says, Don't worry, Deacon. We'll get rid of this thing. Deacon says, Good, because I want it out of my prison. He opens up a panel in the wall for the boys to go through. He says, boys, I can't thank you enough for this. I know it was asking a lot, but you still came through. Your daddy raised you right. Sam says, well, we owed you. They hug Deacon, who says, hope to see you again, just not in here. Dean says, oh, where do you want it? Deacon smiles and taps the side of his mouth. He says, make it look real, son. (laughs) So Dean punches him. We cut to Sam and Dean finding baby waiting outside for them. Um, Dean says, oh, man, are you a sight for sore eyes? to sam he says you know i almost wish i could see hendrickson's face sam says really because i'd be happy if i never saw him again Mm -hmm. i mean we're not really out of the woods yet then they hear an alarm go off and they hurry to get inside baby and drive away we cut to deacon getting interviewed by hendrickson deacon says i told you one of them came up behind me hendrickson says you let them get the drop on you deacon says yeah i screwed up all right what do you want me to say uh, this is where I stopped writing Hendrickson, which is a long fucking name, and started writing Hendy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna call him Hendy from now on. I mean, it's fine. Okay. Hendy says, "I want to know where they're headed." Deacon says, "How the hell would I know?" Hendy says, "Let's start over again." Deacon's like, "For God's sakes!" Hendy hmm? yells, "Again! I want to know everything they did today, from the minute they woke up." Deacon says, "Got up, breakfast, visiting hours, wreck time." Hendy asks, any visitors? Deacon says, just their lawyer. So we cut to Hendy talking to Mara. He says, it's an easy question. What did you and Dean talk about? Mara says, I have already told you it was a private conversation between me and my client. Hendy says, right. And just three hours later, he just happened to bust out. Now tell me what he said. We cut to Sam and Dean at a cemetery. Sam says, we got to move it. If Hendy gets to the lawyer, Dean says, I thought she couldn't say anything. You know, the whole lawyer-client privilege thing. Sam says, privilege doesn't apply. Dean says, so she'll talk? Sam mm-hmm. says, she has to. Dean says, ah oh, that's friggin' super. So mm-hmm. we cut back to Hendy and Mara. Hendy says, let me make this simple. You don't come clean, I will put you on the hook for aiding and abetting. Mara says, that is ridiculous. Hendy says, you don't think I can? You think this is some kind of game? I am the last person on the planet Earth you want to screw with. Now tell me what he said. Mara says, he wanted me to do some research on a prison nurse that died in 1976. They wanted to know where she was buried. Hendy says, tell me. So we cut to outside Mountainside Cemetery. The police are rolling up. We cut to Sam and Dean digging up Glockner's grave. We cut back to Hendy and the FBI getting ready to storm the place. Then we cut to Deacon in the prison bathroom, splashing water on his face. Suddenly the clock stops and the lights start flickering. He turns around and there's ghost Glockner. She puts Glockner. her hand. Glockner, what I <laughs> You said Glockner. Oh. <laughs> Glockner. She puts her hand on his chest and says, "You let those two go." Then Sam and Dean light up Glockner's salted bones, and she flames out. Deacon survives. We cut to Hendy and his crew looking around the cemetery, but Sam and Dean aren't there. Hendy says to Reedy, "You're sure this is the right cemetery?" Reedy says, "She said Mountainside Cemetery." we cut to green valley cemetery where sam and dean actually are they pack up baby and sam says thought we were screwed before dean says yeah yeah i know we gotta go deep this time sam says deep dean we should go to yemen
1: (laughs) why yemen of all places like (laughs) i don't even know like i don't know what's in yemen that you'd want to
0: (laughs) go dean says i'm not sure i'm ready to go that deep they get in baby and drive away and credits
1: okay so my thoughts on this episode yes I hate Hendrickson. I hate him so much. There like, is an
0: episode in the future where you start to like him. But right now, he's a douchebag.
1: Yeah. I I don't know if even... I mean, because I've seen all the episodes, I don't remember ever liking him.
0: There is an episode. I, I just can't ruin it for you guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm sure that, like, I probably just don't remember it. Like, overall, I do mm-hmm. hate Hendrickson. But I'm sure that there probably is a... You know, like, because there's always the characters here and there. Where it's like, you hate him pretty much all the time but then you're like oh i guess i kind of like you or you know like the people that you love to hate you know that sort of thing but
0: i think like without spoiling it there's an episode where he realizes that sam and dean are not doing bad things but doing good things yeah and then he starts to oh i vaguely yeah Yeah, Yeah.
1: okay so you know i think he does get redeemed but still like right now i don't like him at all yeah um also, okay, the guy who plays Randall,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who is that? Like, I, I feel like I he's know that so guy. He's in so much
0: stuff. He's in a whole lot of stuff. I, I actually looked it up, and I can't remember one thing that he was in. Yeah. But um, he's, it's kind of Because, like,
1: I've seen him before. I know I've seen he's him in before, a lot but I things. can't, like, place him, yeah. you know, which is, it just was driving me nuts. And, of course, it didn't drive me nuts enough to, like, actually look it up, but. <laughs> it, I looked it up, and I was
0: like, oh, it's that guy, yeah. and then I probably forgot everything.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, that's what happens sometimes yeah (laughs) also you know when they do like the three months later or whatever on the screen i totally (laughs) read that in the spongebob voice Uh, three months later (laughs) that's great (laughs)
0: Ah, killian like hated spongebob for the longest time and Uh then we we accidentally watched a little bit of like the movie Uh and now it's like a of course i don't know the name of the movie
1: Probably just, like, the it's, Spongebob movie or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's, like, just
0: one that's on Nickelodeon all the time. Oh, okay. And we started to not hate it as much. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'm hopeful. My brother really liked that show, and it just, like, annoyed me. Mm-hmm. I think it, I watched it at a time where it was, like, I was kind of too old for it. Yeah. But not, That's how I, like, feel. Well, I feel. I feel like
0: Killian's too, a little too young to, like, to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For it to be funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's just... I don't know, it was just too stupid for me, like, and I love stupid humor, like, Monty Python is gold, you know, like, I love that, but it's not, like, slapstick stupid, it's just stupid, Right. Right, Yeah. so I just, I never could get into it, and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't feel any, like, I'm not like, oh, people shouldn't like Spongebob, like, I get some people like it, I just can't do it, you know, it's just too much, but, yeah. Um, also, I would really not want that lady as my nurse. If oh my that's god! What I was gonna, you know, like she is terrifying. <laughs> she was terrifying. Yeah, yeah, like sketchy looking. Yeah, one of my notes I actually wrote ghost sketchy ghost lady is sketchy <laughs> like that was, <laughs> that was my note i'm just like nope this is too yeah.
0: much it reminds um, me what they were talking about how like when she w- went to give him a shot or something she was jabbing the needle into him mm-hmm. this one time i had a panic attack one time from giving blood not giving yeah. blood but having like you know blood tests done mm-hmm. and um this woman she had my arm out and she would stab the needle in Fine, not like aggressively, yeah. but she missed the vein. Okay, mm-hmm. so she just kept going deeper. Ugh. she So she got it like an inch into my arm, and then she'd pull it out and do it again. She did it easily twelve times, but she's shoving that needle all the way into my arm. Yeah, I can't believe it's not coming out the other side. Yeah, I mean, and I and I'm watching her because uh. I like to watch because it yeah. makes me feel like I have a tiny bit of control, which is oh, stupid. I can't
1: watch. It makes me dizzy.
0: Yeah, but, and then, and then I just burst into tears and had a huge panic attack, which, of yeah. course, upset her. Yeah. And so now I have to not look while people do it.
1: Yeah.
0: But, oh, it was upsetting just to watch this needle going into my skin so yeah. deep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Should I tell you about the t- the last time I donated blood? No. Oh, oh, okay. This just reminded me of it. So last time I donated blood, I went with Raquel. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in there and we're like, okay, you know, we're sitting in chairs next to each other. The nurse comes over for her, whoever it is, the, the I know this, phlebotomist. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Comes over for her. And, you know, they just like, the stick in the needle and she's fine. She's just sitting there hanging out, right? So mm-hmm. the lady that was going to do my uh, IV, like, she comes over and... You know, <laughs> she kind of seemed a little bit airy, like she didn't really know what she was doing, but sometimes people just kind of seem that way, like there's just butterflies up there, yeah. they're fine at doing whatever, you know, and it's just kind of like, okay, but it was just kind of like a little off from when I met her, and... So she goes and she sticks the needle in my arm, Mm -hmm. can't find the vein. And then instead of, you know, normally what they do is they, like, pull it out and then stick it in again. No, Mm -hmm. she's in there digging around and fishing around all over the place trying to find this thing. And I'm like, oh. And then so she, like, I'm, like, sitting there going, out, 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 you know. Because she's just, like, digging around with a needle in my arm. And I'm like, this isn't normal. And so (laughs) she takes it out. Sticks it in again and is then digging around again because, of course, she missed it. She did that, like, three times. And then she's like, okay, I can't find the vein. And here's the thing. The first, like, if you look at my arms, you can see my veins. Like, I am very white and very see-through and you can Mm -hmm. see where all the veins are very easily. And so I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? Because like, from the get-go, she was like, okay, what arm do you want to use? I was like, well, I want to use my left arm because I'm right-handed, so I want to be able to, like, I mean, if I need to baby an arm, it's going to be the one that I don't need to use, you know? And yeah. She's like, okay. She looks at my arm and goes, she didn't even, like, touch it, nothing. She's just like, well, I can't use your left arm. It's, you know, there's not a good vein there. And I'm looking at it going, I can point out three right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what? You know? <laughs> and so, she starts digging around in the right arm, of course, and I'm like, oh, God. And so, She's like, well, I'm going to bring somebody else over, and she, she's better than I am. She can do it. And I'm like, fine. You know, at that point, I'm just kind of like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. So this other lady comes over, and she sticks the needle in and can't find it, so is then digging around again. And I'm like, is this what they teach you now? Like, to just dig until you find something? right? And then so she takes the needle out, sticks it in again. At this point, I just feel like a pin cushion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And shoves the needle in, and I'm like, ow, 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 you know, like, because... I'm like, this is not, you did not, you're in a tendon. you know, like yeah. she went straight for the muscle and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And <laughs> she goes, well, I've got the needle in, but there's nothing coming out. And I'm sitting oh there my going, God. you dumbass it's because it's in my tendon oh <laughs> like, my god what what is happening i feel like i should like i am not a phlebotomist yeah let me tell you what like i don't know a whole heck of a lot about that sort of stuff but i know that like this is because my arm starts like you know because she hit, hit like my bicep muscle and so my arm starts like twitching and spasming yeah. and stuff because she's stabbing me in the muscle oh right? my and god like, holy cow and so at that point i was just kind of like I can't, like, I'm, I'm done, you know, and they're like, okay, well, this guy over here is really good, he never has any issues, we'll bring him over, and at that point, I'm just kind of like, what's going on, so I'm just like, uh-huh, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's happening anymore, and so he comes over, and he just, like, looks at my arm, and just goes, dink, and, like, sticks it right in, and he goes, here you go, and I'm sitting there going, why couldn't I have had this guy to begin oh, with? Oh, for sure. Like, come on. God, that's but, awful. Like, this is all they do all day long, and it was, that, like, a blood center thing, like, yeah. this is their job. Ugh. What What is going on? But I could not straighten my arm out for, like, two weeks because oh, they had yeah. skewered my muscle, and so the muscle was just, like,
0: ee! for, yeah. like,
1: two weeks, and it was just, like, so spasmed that, like, even just, like, completely relaxing my arm and letting it hang there, it was still bent. Wow. Like, it was just, like, no, I'm not doing this right now, you know? That's horrible. And I was so bruised and just, like, oh, it was, it was bad. So I have not donated blood since because... I have little faith in. Yeah, right. I have little faith in the full at those places anymore. But, yeah, Ugh, yeah. That so sounds
0: horrible. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> what was your favorite moment from this one? <laughs> um, my favorite mo- moment was when Dean was talking to Tiny, and he says, "They're just donuts, not love." <laughs>
1: i love donuts i love donuts too like i I don't don't,
0: i don't know if dean's right about that but i just (laughs) i loved it yeah i loved it i also just loved any scene that cliff is in because it's pretty cool to see him
1: is he in other ones
0: i don't think so yeah just this one yeah
1: yeah i mean this not this scene but this episode yeah yeah yeah
0: what was your favorite moment
1: Uh, the blue steel look he's like i call this blue steel and (laughs) then (laughs) have you
0: seen zoolander
1: yeah, okay. I've seen the second one, not the first one, oh. I think, but it... I mean, it's bad. It was so stupid, I couldn't do it. Like, if it's I would have seen stupid. the first one, maybe it would have been a little bit different, but I was just kind of like, yeah. are you kidding the me? The first
0: one is good if you don't think that, like derek zoolander is, is funny you know what i mean like yeah. like if you just look at everything going on around him and all the yeah. other people it's hilarious yeah he you just want to shake like, yeah he's, he's so dumb <laughs> what is wrong with yeah you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's good <laughs> it's worth it
1: yeah but yeah other than that it was the moment where hendrickson is talking to him and he's like i think i'm adorable <laughs> yeah yeah yes you are <laughs>
0: yep <laughs> it's so but. true
1: Yes. Those are my favorites. Um, so interesting facts. Um Cliff Kosterman, who is plays
0: coaster- Tiny, or, Oh,
1: Costerman? Okay. know. Costerman, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who plays Tiny is a real life bodyguard of Judges and Jared. Mm-hmm. You
0: know.
1: Um Dean is not wearing his amulet or ring when arrested, obviously anticipating his belongings being confiscated in prison. I, don't I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And now that you, now that it's like in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah. He really yeah. wasn't. It. Like,
0: it's not like they would let him keep it.
1: No, yeah, they would take it away from him. And if, I mean, whatever he was wearing, he probably didn't care about. He was yeah. just like, this is what I'm donating to the Especially costume. since they're <laughs>
0: escaping. It's not like he's going to get it back, right? Yeah, so,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so Folsom Prison Blues is the name of a Johnny Cash song, which I'm going to make you listen to it. Okay, good. I love Johnny Cash. I do, too. He, he's just great. Mm-hmm. He He's one of those, like, I don't know if I consider. I mean, he does sing. It's more of like the talk singing, right. though. But even with that, like, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. I think part of it, too, is because my grandpa listened to Johnny Cash a lot. And oh, so, that's like, nice. growing up, I heard a lot of it. So yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, Johnny Cash. But um... yeah. Uh, last one. Uh, when Dean stands up, hands full of cigarettes, he shouts out, hey, fellas, who's ready to deal? <laughs> you can see Jared grinning and mouthing the lines along with Jensen, which. I want to watch. I know.
0: I didn't notice that.
1: I didn't notice it either. Like, I don't I, I remember, don't remember that scene really <laughs> either.
0: So we'll have to watch it.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I really don't, I'm trying to think of the scene. I don't remember even like seeing Jared in the shot. Yeah. Like. He must be there. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so our research from this week is being squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to pull it up it's also about squirrel cage prisons so you know this <laughs>
0: yeah i'm to, funny it's okay <laughs> you're gonna have to explain what a squirrel cage prison is
1: so uh oh let me get to where so okay description history um it's a this particular prison it's an 1885 victorian sturdy brick building in and it's three-story. It's a revolving human rotary or lazy Susan jail, and one of the only three left in the United States. They're known as squirrel cages, and they're 30 cells that are like pieces of pie in a circular jail structure. Uh, Each floor of this kind of jail has one door for each floor. A hand crank on each floor turns the 10 cells until the one in question would line up with the door on its respective floor. So do they have to, like... How would they if they want, you know, if the door's on one side and they want somebody on the other side out, does that mean that they're, like, as they're cranking it, they just have to, like, crank it faster so nobody can escape from the door as it's opening? No, you know, it probably like how... still
0: has a lock on it. Like, it's probably still got, like, a, a cage door lock.
1: Yeah, that would make to sense. I was thing. gonna say, like, that, you can't just, like, have an open... No, we can, yeah, <laughs> we can't do
0: that. You
1: just let everybody out as they go around. Yeah. Um, so today, the cells no, wrong, no longer rotate, and it would cost about ten thousand dollars to get it in working order again. Um, many cells haven't been turned for around thirty plus years. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of the type of you know, what, what building. You know, so you can kind of picture that it that. Just a sounds
0: bit. so miserable. Yeah, doesn't it? like ah. being
1: like having no way to even try and escape. You yeah, know, like not that. I mean to just be in, there, like, in a
0: pie-slice-shaped room even sounds horrible. Yeah, like,
1: sitting in a corner all the time. Yeah. Like, that would just be weird. I don't know if it's, like... I wonder how big I wonder big how, this, Yeah, uh, if they're are. just teeny-tiny. Because you've got to have enough room for, like, I a bad. bunk and, yeah. like, a toilet. Right. So they can't be too teeny unless... The, my guess is probably the toilet's, like, in the corner. Yeah, like, that makes the sense. tip of the pie slice. Mm-hmm. And then the... Bed is somewhere else but you wouldn't want them to be too close to the door you would i don't
0: know i have no idea i don't know if it
1: would matter if they would even care if they're just like yeah your be- head's gonna be right next to the rotating door right like, <laughs> whatever that sounds um, horrible but yeah so there's they have a history of manifestations and this one so this particular um oh what's it's the potawatomi county squirrel cage jail okay um and it's now preserved as a prison this is also we got this off of hauntedhouses.com okay <laughs> um let me get back to our it was. so it says jails and prisons are notoriously known to be haunted because of the stress of captivity in small depressing uncomfortable cells and as a result of the suffering drama and death which sometimes happens in such an unpleasant place of confinement prisoners have been unable to let go of their captivity and hang around in the jail for their afterlife uh let's see so we don't want alcatraz where's the there we go okay manifestations so they have an entity of a female spirit this Mm -hmm. could have been a woman who wanted to be seen as a little girl or as an actual little girl who did something horrendous in the 1900s like some crazy psycho child killer apparently i don't know um so a woman working on a project in the building was startled to see an entity of a sad little girl dressed in gray sitting in one of the cells with unavailable access to the living. Visitors have felt an unseen presence tugging on their clothes like a child would do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, feelings of depress- depression and sadness radiate from various cells. Well, I mean, yeah. Of
0: course like, they do. Right. Come on.
1: Even if nobody had died in there, that's going to be kind of depressing to be locked up all the time. Yeah. So there are two candidates for what what bleh, bleh. there are two candidates for what supervisor is haunting the jail though it seems that both are in residence. The paranormal activity which happens outside the cell areas in the hallways especially on the fourth floor apartment is thought to be caused by either or both of these restless entities. In the late 1500s, when Bill Foster became the new superintendent, he experienced enough paranormal activity to realize that the former occupants in the fourth floor apartment were still existing there despite being dead. He chose to bunk on the second floor instead. Wow. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So the first one, the entity of the first superintendent, J.M. Carter, is thought to some as being the restless, intense spirit who never gave up his position and hung around checking up on jailers and prisoners um, over the years that his building was a jail wait what and hung around checking up on jailers and prisoners alike over the years that his building was a jail hmm that sentence doesn't make any sense no the second one uh the spirit of otto gudath we'll go with it he was a superintendent at the squirrel cage jail from 1949 to 1958 a full apparition of otto was seen by witnesses on the fourth floor he may also keep an eye on the living these two entities have perhaps teamed up in their afterlife retirement years. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Though deemed to be friendly and cordial, these presences are still supervising the museum staff, perhaps looking over the shoulders of the staff to see their progress and their activities in running the museum. Needless to say, they follow the living around the, th- the third and fourth floor, keeping a close eye on visitors. Doors have opened and closed by themselves as so they go about their business. So, there's been some paranormal activity witnessed in the fourth floor apartment. Um, A picture of a male apparition taken by a PRISM investigator, I don't know what that is, Um, was caught on film from outside a window at the fourth floor where the superintendent lived. The walking of an unseen presence in the fourth floor apartment has been heard by the living. Mm. Odd light bulb, (laughs) light bulbs, (laughs) odd light balls have been noticed there as well. And cabinet doors have opened by themselves. Um. So This says PRISM and CAPT Paranormal investigation Groups found that they suspected The Squirrel Cage Jail Was haunted um, PRISM conducted an initial Daytime investigation on June 8, 2005 and an Overnight investigation on July 1st 2005 they were able to record some scientific evidence, which suggests that although the Squirrel Cage Jail closed its doors a long time ago, some inna- inmates and jailers were there unable to let go. Um, so, okay, it's Paranormal Research and Investigative Studies Midwest is PRISM. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, they were gathered on the third and fourth floors, and there may be a whole um, group of entities still staying in the building. They've had EVPs that have been recorded and great ne- sadness was felt by psychics inside the cages about 25 to 30 orbs were caught on film inside the cell area by Prism paranormal investigators um these orbs corre- corresponded to electromagnetic spikes on special meters and also to abnormal temperature fluctuations on infrared thermometers hmm. um and two investigators felt tugs on their clothes by unseen hands
0: oh that's creepy ah!
1: um Carol Area Paranormal Team, which is the capped, um, also did an investigation, and they found unexplained light and unusual sounds in the fir- infirmary. Hmm. So, a place that I don't want to go to. <laughs> I wonder
0: if they do like haunted tours there.
1: I don't know. Like, it's this website seems to like kind of if they have that sort of stuff, they're like, hey, book this or you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I see. Let me go back i mean they give you the address for it mm-hmm. um it's now being preserved as a museum and is open for
0: tours oh okay but so i don't yeah. know like if so that's like specifically way. like a ghost tour
1: i don't yeah it doesn't seem to be i think it's just like a museum of and i'm sure they go into like some of the Ooh, there may or may not be all yeah. you know, this happening but yeah so that sounds so crazy so what was that I'd never want to be? <laughs> I I just
0: think it just sounds so sad.
1: It does sound sad. Ugh. And like I don't how I don't know to me if you could at least like see that there was other people, you know, like if you're in a jail cell and you can kind of like see, you know, through people through the hole. bars or door holes or whatever. <laughs> you know like I don't know, if you are faced out into like nothing though, especially if you're on like second or third story or even fourth story Mm -hmm. level, like...
0: I wonder if there are, like, divider walls, you know, between the other cells. Or if it's, like, bars. If it's bars or if it's, like, a solid wall.
1: You would think it would have to be walls because, you know, like, especially a lot of times, I mean, at least in, like... T V episodes or whatever, like you see that the beds are attached to the walls. Right. So like if somebody fell asleep in their bed, like in theory somebody could put their arms through and like strangle somebody. Yeah, that's like, right. I I think they'd probably want to like keep them separated. That Especially makes sense. with that type of jail, it seems like it's more of like a high security, like yeah. you are separated for good. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would be depressing. So depressing.
0: I wouldn't like it. <laughs> so what was your idiot or aspect moment? So my
1: moment was, I didn't think that I took notes because I was looking on the wrong page. I'm like, this was a few days ago. I was looking through my notes and I'm like, oh no, I thought I did this episode. I didn't. And then I realized that I had like turned the page and like flipped it over or something mm-hmm. like that. And I just felt really stupid. <laughs>
0: like, uh-huh. I'm a legit, Like <laughs> That's okay.
1: I did these, I swear. It was, it was kind of stupid, but I I mean, it's not a very good idjit or Aspa moment, I guess, but That's it, I, okay. just, I felt pretty dumb about it. I was just like, oh, "This it's is totally cool. pathetic." <laughs> I freaked myself out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what was your idjit or ASPA moment?
0: All right. Well, I'm about to tell you the story of one of the <laughs> biggest idjit moments of my life. This <laughs> was a long time ago. It was when Eric and I were broken up. So I'm going to say maybe like seven years ago. That kind of sounds right. Anyways, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was 29, so that would be, yeah, seven years ago. Wow. Go hey. me. <laughs> so I was dating this guy named Colton, and I'm just going to say that, like, I use that term dating very loosely, okay? <laughs> and we went um, on a little road trip to Idaho where his brother lived to for his brother's um, 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. So Colton was younger than me, mm-hmm. and his brother was just, like, a year older than me. Um, and this one night We were driving We had my car My car had a headlight out mm-hmm. And we were driving home From his dad's house um, And I had done a lot of drinking <laughs> At his dad's house Like a lot And I was I had drank so much I thought it would be A really good idea To keep this bottle of liquor In the front passenger seat With me <laughs> So We're driving As you do you know? Yeah so it's, it's me and Colton And his brother His brother's in the backseat. Colton's driving because he hadn't been drinking, Mm -hmm. which I thought, hey, this is perfect, right?
1: Yeah.
0: We get pulled over because of a headlight out. Mm -hmm. And they ask him for his ID. And it turns out it's been uh, revoked. Uh. You know what? He drove all the way from Washington to Idaho. He drove my car because I thought he had a valid driver's license. Yeah. But he didn't.
1: I mean, most people do. You wouldn't think to ask. That's not something you would think to ask. Not something you asked, but he
0: knew. I mean, he knew it wasn't.
1: Yeah,
0: wasn't okay. So anyway, so the cops are like, okay, look, like we have to put some handcuffs on Colton. Like we're gonna arrest him because Mm -hmm. what he's doing is illegal. We're gonna put cuffs on him, put him on the curb, Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna cuff his brother, who also had a license plate or a license that was revoked Mm -hmm. for I don't know for what because at this point I'm having the biggest panic attack of my life (laughs) so they cuff him and they put him on the curb and they're like look like you're not getting arrested but we're gonna put you in the backseat of the car because it's cold outside and you're just wearing a t-shirt. So mm-hmm. we just want to we're going to cuff you because you have to be cuffed in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put you back there. You're not under arrest. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, and I'm just like <laughs> hyperventilating. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyperventilating. I'm trying to keep my shit together." Mm-hmm. This other cop car pulls up with um one of their one of their drug sniffing dogs. Oh. Okay. Oh. So and um they find under the driver's seat one of Colton's old um, pipes that had been broken mm-hmm. i don't know why he thought hey i'm gonna keep this it's broken it doesn't work you don't keep it yeah so they found that and then they're going through my trunk and which i'm watching they pull out some sort of rifle i didn't know was back there ah. a sparkler bomb that colton had made like it just goes on and on i have no idea what yeah. Is in your trunk. And, yeah and the guy the cop that had the dog got up in my face and was screaming at me, where's the white stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the white stuff? And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I was like, you know, I think we smoked pot in this car like last week, but we were in Washington. Not that it was legal then because it wasn't yet. But I was like, well, I'm done anyway. So I'm like hyperventilating. He's like, no, you've done something wrong and you know it. And that's why you're crying. And I was like, can you get me a tranquilizer out of my purse, please? (laughs) They're like, no, sorry, no. So anyways, eventually Colton said that all of that stuff that they found that was illegal was his Mm -hmm. so they arrest him Mm -hmm. one car pulls off the other cop car stays with me and his brother Mm -hmm. and they're like look like you have to drive your car now like are you okay to drive do we need to call an ambulance because you're having a panic attack (laughs) and i'm like i think i'm okay like you know it's fine they're like okay so we're gonna you know bring him to jail you can go bail him out Mm -hmm. have you been drinking Yes. I'm like, yes, I am drunk. Like I have been drinking. They're like they're like, Well, you have to drive because this guy doesn't have a valid driver's license. Yeah. And I was like, I can't drive, I'm drunk. And they're like, Well, we'll we'll do the test on you. So they do this thing where they stick their finger out in front of my eyes and go up back and forth mm-hmm. and I just track it. And then yeah. they had me walk in a the line. Mm-hmm. They're like, We think you're fine. <sighs> I was like, I'm not that fine. That sounds like
1: a trap to me. I know. I was <laughs> like, I'm,
0: I'm not fine. I'm yeah. drunk, and I'm also, like, really panicky right now. They're yeah. like, you're fine. They're like, if you can't drive, we have to impound your car. They're like, you're fine. I was like. You can't
1: just, like, sit there for a while, and, like,
0: that's dumb. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I get in, and I'm driving. We cross over into a next little town, and guess what? We get pulled over because we have a headlight out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> By the same people? Or no, no, it was, yeah. it was a, the next little town over is cops. Jeez. So we're looking for our driver's license. You know what? The other cops never gave our, our licenses back. Mm. So I didn't have my license, and either did Colton's brother. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to explain what happened. They're like, do you think we're stupid? <laughs> like, I no. Like, I was like, no, please. Just, I can't make this stuff up. Just call them. And then they're like, have you been drinking? yes yes i've been drinking but they gave me the test and they said i had to drive and then i was fine they're like well we need to we need to do you know test you in our town Mm -hmm. i was like okay (laughs) so they they do call the other police station they're like you know what they have your light your your driver's license um at at their station you just drive over there when you're done and get it Mm -hmm. i'm like okay so they They have to go back they do the same exact test Mm -hmm. and they go we think you're fine. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm drunk! I am drunk, you people! I do not want to drive right well, now." To convince you, I know. I was just like, what? So anyway,
1: at least you're in a town at that point, right? So you could like pull over. And, I don't like, even wait. know.
0: I don't. I don't, know. I don't even remember. I just. I remember being very stressed out.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, very stressed
0: out. So we get in the car. We go to the other police station and get our licenses back. And then we go with um, with Colton's brother's girlfriend to bail Colton out of jail.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And while we were waiting for all that paperwork to go through, I watched Williams and Kate's Royal Wedding on a, on a TV in the jail. So it was just such a a horrible moment to see this amazing wedding happening because it's the middle of the night Yeah, you know and to just think wow I'm sitting in a jail
1: and at that point you've got to be tired because it's the middle of the night I'm exhausted
0: and I barely (laughs) nearly got arrested I mean I was cuffed in the backseat of a cop car you know I had two like drunk tests happen and I just all of it was just one of the biggest idiot moments of my entire life so that happened well, we got him bailed out, and it was fine. And uh, yeah, I'm not that, proud. I'm not proud of any of it. Okay.
1: I mean, but also, you're pretty lucky too that they were just like, Oh no, you're fine." I'm so you know, well. Like,
0: if they said I wasn't fine, then you know my car would have gotten impounded, and I would have had to pay to get it out. And that which is expensive. Been, it's expensive, but at least I wouldn't have been driving drunk. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's kind of like.
0: I think there's no good option here I think you know? the, I think the panic attack really took my drunk away you know what I mean because yeah. it's, it's like a whole yeah. bunch of adrenaline in your yeah. system and so yeah. I probably I mean I was fine to drive I was driving just fine but I yeah. had an I know how much alcohol yeah. I can have to be drunk you know what I mean yeah, so it's yeah. anyway I had had enough yeah so anyway it was a whole stupid idgity moment <laughs> and you know what fuck that guy <laughs> 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 i really want those three months of my life back <laughs>
1: at least it was only three months but
0: yeah it could have been worse i'm there might have been worse moments in that <laughs> in that shall we say relationship that wasn't quite a relationship yeah that's fine <laughs> i'll save those for future Egypt moments <laughs>
1: <laughs> sounds good yeah
0: so anyway Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassbutspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Igits and Assbuts, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again.
1: Thank you.